Hey, what's up with it, everybody? This is What's Wrong With Sports. I'm the homeboy, Andre Johnson. Let's go. We got NFL action tomorrow. Titans versus Colts. And we're going to pick them. And we got more NFL spreads this weekend. And we'll we'll talk about that today. Yeah, I'm not going to make you wait. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. Boxing. Guess what? The Boxing Commission has stepped their game up. They're actually investigating the fight between Luis, Luis Ortiz and Alexander Flores. They're thinking Flores went down too easy. I happen to agree. We also got NCAA football. Yesterday was a blowout. Buffalo blew the doors off that ass. And I was wrong. And I'm here to admit it. 42 to 10. Yeah, I missed that one. But hey, life goes on. We also have a report from Clutch Points, a website I found, and they're reporting that Meta World Peace, Rodman, and Tyson, all three of those guys were kicking it together recently. We'll touch on that in a little bit. Be right back. Yo, what's wrong with boxing? I'm going to tell you what's wrong with boxing. Like I already told you before. We're tired of guys taking dives. And we're tired of boxers ducking other boxers. And apparently so is the Boxing Commission. Because now they're investigating the fight between Ortiz and Flores. Flores went down in like 46 seconds into the first round. And this is a fight that these two guys have been training for, right? I mean, they're supposed to be heavyweights. I thought a heavyweight was supposed to be able to take more than one or two punches. I thought those were the actual tough guys in the ring. Nope, not Flores. He wanted that money. He went down as soon as possible. He didn't want to mess up his pretty face so that he can go get him some hoes. This guy's a coward. If you're going to step in that ring, you better come to dance. You better give the fans what they want. And they want to see a slugfest. They want to see a real fight. And they didn't get it. And they were pissed. Not only were investigating. And what they did was they withheld Flores. They withheld his, uh, his fight pay. Yeah, his purse. Which was 80 G's. So just for acting like a B.I., Flores didn't get paid. Next time, Flores, man up. Come on, man. How many of us every day wake up in the morning thinking like, dude, I don't want to go to work. I just want to stay in bed. How many of us wish we can just take a dive and still get paid for it? I mean, some of us do. I mean, there's a way around it. But you know what I mean? At some point, you know, those sick days run out. And you actually have to go to work. Well, I guess Flores felt the same way. He wasn't down for that ass whooping he was about to take. <laughs> Hilarious. No wonder nobody respects the sport. And that's why guys like Money May, his, his career doesn't hold water to me. That undefeated record is not the same as, let's say, somebody from back in the day. 
with even two losses. I mean, Ali's record is more impressive than Money May's. I'm going to say that right here. Yeah. Even though the champ has more losses than the undefeated champ. I kind of don't like Money May's style. I don't like dancing around and avoiding contact. That's, that's not boxing. That's not boxing to me. I know there's a science, right? The sweet science. Yeah, there's also a Hello Kitty and some orange chicken. But I want a steak, okay? It's a metaphor I'm using, okay? I want the real. When I see a boxing match. I don't want this fake dancey, dancing and prancing stuff. I want to see two guys go at it. And the tougher guy should win. Because we actually saw him take shots from the other guy. That's how we know he's tough. You're not tough if you're dancing around all, all freaking evening. I think there's a show for that. It's called Dancing with the... Who, who cares? <laughs> Those guys. You know your career is on a downward spiral when you're on that show. And that goes for everybody. Even the people you like, yeah. They were on their way down. <laughs> you guys think you can dance. So you think you can dance, huh? <laughs> okay, go ahead with your bad self. Flores. And Money May still has my respect. He's still a champ. And he's still undefeated. And you can't argue with the numbers. You can't. But we can have our opinions on who we like as fighters. And I would love to get Money May on this show to talk about it. I would love to have Money May on the show and interview him. My style. My way. And no, I'm not hard. I'm not rough on guys. I'm not trying to get you to tell all your little dirty secrets or anything like that. But I'm a straight up dude. And I have straight up conversations. And I'm not trying to make anybody look bad. I actually want to interject with my own little, you know, little comedy. Little satire. If I may. So just humor me, Money May. Get on your sh get on the show. Get your butt down there. Get on the show. Act like you're doing something out there. You just show boating. Come on down and, and, and talk with the homeboy. You too, Michael Irvin. Over there behind the desk, on TV. Talk talk to a real talk to a real bruh. Get on this show, Mike. Come on, come on, y'all. Don't be scared. Don't be scared of the homeboy. I ain't finna hurt your reputation. We're gonna have fun. Be right back. Okay, so we're back. And like I was saying at the beginning of the show, I found an article from a website called Clutch Points and they reported that Metal World Peace, Dennis Rodman and Mike Tyson were all kicking it recently and automatically I'm thinking how did these guys even get together but you know they're guys you know and when you're on a certain level you just can't kick it with anybody so obviously they're all seeing eye to eye and look we got three champs with controversial career careers Hope I said that right. Three champs with controversial careers. 
and they're all getting together and you just got to wonder like what was the conversation like i want to know i want to know i wonder what you know did they talk about all the scraps they'd been in you know were they in there trading war stories or were they like making fun of each other like i remember when you were on tnz oh i remember when you were on tmz you know i wonder if they got together and you know just passed the bleasy around you know like bros do that's how i get down who wouldn't want to smoke a blunt with dennis rodman yeah i wonder i wonder what else happened like you know did they talk about all the holes they done hit you know while they on the road you know i wonder if tyson just came off the cuff and was like hey dennis yeah i hit your girl electra yeah carmen i had that right after you pretty good oh yeah i know dude no way <laughs> you know like <laughs> yeah but i'm sure we'll never know one unless you're a fly on the wall we're never gonna know so it's just funny to me that you know i wanted to mention that on the show and a funny note though in the article it did mention when tyson bit off george foreman's ear and i know that's funny right because I actually thought he bit off Evander Holyfield's ear in 1997. So I think that's funny that the article, you know, didn't catch that little error. It's called the Mandela Effect. And it's, it's spreading rapidly. It's everywhere. People's minds and memories are just distorted. <laughs> Maybe we have too much going on in this world. Maybe there's too much information out there. And maybe people are a little confused about what's really important and what's not. Okay, I'm going off on a tangent. Yo, stay tuned. Be right back. Yeah, we're going to talk some NFL. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, we got NFL action coming up tomorrow thursday night football baby we got the colts on the road at the titans tennessee opened up as one point favorites and it's moved up to two last night when i looked at this spread it was a pick em. so i don't know where they got that from but money is exchanging hands and it's driving this number up we talked about the titans before all they care about is winning games. And last week, it didn't happen. And I think I think they took a loss the week before that. So they're on a two-game skid. And the Colts are coming off an ass-beating. Yeah, they got punked. And now they're on the road, trying to get right. Versus the Titans. Both teams are well-coached. I have respect for both defenses. This is a tough one to call. I mean, who do you give the quarterback edge to? Because the Titans quarterback has had some success in the playoffs, but so has Phillip Rivers with the Chargers. And this is his first year with the Colts. And he got toe up last week. He better watch out this week. Because I read somewhere that the Titans have a new defensive lineman. And he's making a name for himself. 
and this week would be the perfect week to make his name even bigger. And it's possible. So let's dig a little deeper. Uh, Right now, I see 63% of the public on Tennessee. And I see it at minus one some places, plus one in other places. This number's bouncing around. People have no idea who's going to win this game. And if you look at the scores from a lot of the Colts games, you would understand why. But let, let me just tell you this. The Titans have the better run game. The Titans have a quarterback with wheels. He might be able to make more plays with his feet. Titans are at home. And they're not, they're, they're not really getting pushed around at home too much. They almost came back. I think it beat the Steelers a while back, a couple weeks ago. And that, that was an undefeated team. This Colts team is far from undefeated. So let's see. The Colts are 5-3 and three straight up. The Titans are 6-2. and two. The Colts are 4-4 four and four against the spread. The Titans are 3-5. and five. Titans covered one game as a favorite, two games as an underdog. So let's dig a little deeper. The Colts are 7-3 on the money line, their last 10 games. Colts are 6-4 against the spread, last 10. The last time these two teams met, Colts at home. One-point underdog. Sound familiar? Titans won that game, 31-17. Yeah, that was last year's game, I think. Dang. Well, then why is the spread so close this time? Game before that, Tennessee at home. The Tennessee Titans, a three-point favorite, lost that game to the Colts, 1917. Game before that, Titans at home again. This time, a five-point underdog. They won that game 33-17, so no wonder the next game they are three-point favorites because they had just won as an underdog. Okay, I get that. But then the game before that, Colts at home, one and a half point favorites, another one point line, and the Colts won 38 to 10. So in this history so far, whoever's been favored by one before kickoff has gone on to win this game. And right now that's looking like Tennessee. It's looking like the Titans. They won that last matchup. They got the better running. They got a nice running game. The Titans have a beast at running back. And a playmaker at quarterback. And the Colts have Phillip Rivers. Phillip can throw. Phillip can also cause turnovers. On himself. Got to be careful. If the Colts were at home, I'd be a little scared, but they're not. They're playing on the grass, natural natural grass in Tennessee. And the Colts are, are a dome team, and that makes a difference. That playing surface makes a difference. And that could be a factor here. I'm on the Titans. I'm going with the home team this Thursday. Both teams bring that defense. They bring their lunch pails both teams the total has moved from 50 
and a half to 48 and a half. That's a two-point move. So we might be looking at a defensive game right here. Running the ball, field position. Old school. Yeah, we're going to see. We will see. So I made my pick. That's what we got Thursday night. I got the Titans. Wow, they're minus two here. Some, this is crazy. I wouldn't even bet on this game. But I like the Titans. And we'll be back to talk about the rest of the NFL matchups. Dun, 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 dun. We are back. Let's start this off with Pittsburgh versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Steelers versus Bengals, and the Bengals are talking trash already with their rookie quarterback facing an undefeated team. I don't think that's how you want to go into that show right there. No, not, not this fight right here. Not when the Steelers have dominated your butt. You don't go in talking mess. No need to go poking the bear here. And they're doing it. I mean, these guys must be high or something. So let's dig a little deeper. We got Pittsburgh at home. The line opened up at 10 and a half. It is now at six and a half. Don't ask me why. The total has moved from 48 and a half to 45 and a half. Defense, baby. I see the spread somewhere, some some places it's six and a half, some places it's seven. One place is nine. <laughs> Whoa. These guys can talk as much as they want. They, they got to go on the field at some point. Some point you got to back up all that talk. And the Bengals have been having problems early in the season. Wide receivers dropping passes. But now they're hanging on. So let's see. The Bengals are 2-5 and five, straight up. Steelers are undefeated, 8-0. Both teams are 6-2 against the spread. That's pretty cool. No wonder they're talking so much trash. Steelers are 10-0 last 10 games versus the Bengals. Moneyline. The Steelers are 6-3 last nine against, against the spread. Excuse me. The last time these two teams met, Bengals at home, six-point underdogs. Lost the game 16-10. Push. Game before that. And the Steelers were pretty bad last year, too. And so were the Bengals. They were trying to get rid of their quarterback and everything. It was horrible. And let's see. The game before that, uh, Steelers at home, three and a half point favorites, won that game 27 to 3. That's kind of how I feel about this one right here. Um, three to 10 points. That, that's all I'm giving the Bengals is three to 10. Game before that, Pittsburgh at home. 13 and a half point favorites. 
barely won that game 16 to 13 that was in that was a december 30th game is that a playoff game playoffs a game before that october 14th uh spangles at home two point favorites lost that game 28 21 And so, yeah, there you have. I'm looking for a spread where it's been at six or seven. And the only time it was at six, it was a tie, 16 to 10. I don't even think the Steelers had Big Ben in that game. They got him here. And their offense is looking nice. So the Bengals just got finished beating the Titans. And the Titans gave the Steelers all kinds of problems. I think they're looking to do to do a little damage here. I think the Bengals are looking for something here. I think they want to throw blows. I like the Bengals. I like the Bengals. I like them. They're not scared. They want it. They want it. They're going to get it too. Let's see some other games I want to see. Uh, oh, wow. The Saints and the 49ers. Saints opened at six and a half point favorites. It's up to nine. The total was 52 and a half. It's down to 50. 67% of the public on the Saints. They're favored by nine to nine and a half. Are you guys serious? Let's dig a little deeper. On the season, the 49ers are four and five straight up. 4-5 4-5 ATS. Saints are 6-2 straight up. 3-5 ATS. That's not good. If you like favorites. Saints are 6-4 on that money line. Last 10 versus Cisco. Cisco, though, is 5-4 against the spread. The last 9 versus the Saints. The last time these two teams met. Saints at home. One point favorite. Lost that game 48-46. to Yes, I remember that game. Very nervous before that game. I don't think this is that same 49ers team. Right, there's no Jimmy G or Kittles, right? Let's look at some injuries. Let's see what we got. Uh, we got wide receiver Bourne has ruled out COVID-19. Nick Bosa injured week two, missed the season. Solomon Time, Debo Samuel. So for Debo, hamstring. Okay, he's questionable. <sighs> so many injuries. Oh my goodness. No Richard Sherman. A lot of good that guy's done for us. Garoppolo will miss at least three weeks with high ankle sprain. Okay, no more research needed. We're taking the Saints. Get out of here. <laughs> These guys are about to get hurt this Sunday. It is going down in the Big Easy. Saints at home versus the Niners. Make no mistake about it. Uh, Saints hate the Niners. Hate is the right word. You saw what they did to Tampa Bay. They would love to do that same thing to the Niners. And why not? Why the heck not? So, yeah, we're going with the Saints, babe. And bros. 
Babes and bros, we're taking the Saints. That's looking like play of the week. And it's not that easy. But it is sometimes. There's no way in the right in your right mind you are taking the Niners. No. Didn't we just look okay, we looked at okay. Let's look at some more games in. Fine. The game before that. Cisco at home, five-point underdogs. Lost that game 41 to 23. That's before Jimmy G got there. 41 to 23. But you see the game after that with Jimmy G. 48 to 46. No Jimmy G. 23 with Jimmy G. 48. Okay. It's looking like a beatdown. Well, how about the game before that? Uh, New Orleans at home. Again, favored. Again, lost. 27 to 24. They are five-point favorites. We've gone over three, three games throughout the history. Both games where the Saints have been at home recently, they've lost straight up. How is this possible? Do some more research into those games that they lost and see, you know, was Drew Brees playing? I mean, what's going on? Injuries? Yeah, let's, let's figure that out. Because the game before that, Saints were at home again. Three-point dogs won the game 23-20. to That's another three-point game for New Orleans at home. And the other game before that where New Orleans was at home, it was a two-point game. But this, this one's a little bit more unprecedented because we have such a huge amount of injuries and the 49ers secondary is banged up. And that's not cool because they're not known for having great uh, defensive backs in secondary. I mean, at least in the 2000s. And Breeze and Michael Thomas are hooking up again. And that offense is flowing again. And they have a dangerous running back, uh, Alvin Kamara. Some say Kamara, some say Kamara. Some say Caribbean, some say Caribbean. So, wow. I mean, just looking at history, games have been close. There's even a game at New Orleans where they're the underdog and lost by 10. I'm trying to find a game where they actually just blew the lid off the 49ers at home. And here it is. Wow, this is way back. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games back. And it's not like they play every year. So this is probably over 10 years ago. New Orleans at home, four and a half point underdogs, not favorites. Won that game 31 to 17. What I'm seeing in this series between these two uh, former NFC West Rivals matchups is that the Saints at home Niners have played them tough when the Saints were favored I'm saying but when the Saints uh, were underdogs that was like the only time they won the game against the Niners as an underdog all the rest of the games where the Saints played the Niners at homes have been very close if not 49er wins so that is going to shut me up I could sit here and talk all day about how there's no Jimmy G, there's no this, no that. What if this coaching staff messes around and comes up with a great game plan on Sunday? And that ends up happening. They end up keeping it close, almost winning, but not for sure. That's a tough one. I thought it was easy, 
I mean, but come on, guys. Let's let's talk football. What have we seen the past couple weeks? When the 49ers didn't have Jimmy G in there, they looked horrible. And the Saints just got finished spanking that ass against a very nice offense with Tom Brady at quarterback. So that's what I'm talking about right there. But history says different. Today's football says one thing. History says a little different. And history keeps showing up every week in the NFL. And we saw it last week with Cam Newton and the boys in New England. And they're supposed to get destroyed by the Bills. But history showed that, you know, they dominated those guys. The Bills should have kicked their butts. And they didn't. And they should have. So y'all be careful with that one. It looks easy too. I'm going to tell you right now. It's going to be hard for me to bet against that nine points. Wow, that's tough. I'd be I'd be careful. I'd be I mean I'm saying the Saints is an easy play, but I'd be careful. I would really consider. Well, you might want to take the Niners. It's a proud organization. And we're gonna come right back and talk some more football. We're gonna start it off with Washington versus Detroit. Yeah. Okay, so the Lions are at home. Four-point favorites over the Redskins. I hate the Redskins now. I are sweet. But that was some... Wow. I don't even want to say that over this microphone. What that was. But they, they should be embarrassed for themselves. Washington. The Washington no-name football team. So let's dig a little deeper. Well, from what I know, Washington versus Detroit is Washington will beat Detroit's ass. Especially if it's in Washington. But this game's in Detroit and it's on the turf. They're not playing on natural grass. And Detroit this time finally has the better quarterback, Matt Clutch Stafford. Get that guy time, he's dropping dimes. And that Detroit, that Detroit offensive line has not been hitting on all cylinders. And Washington's been boasting about their defensive front seven and how they're supposed to get after it. We'll see. Let's dig a little deeper. We don't know where the public stands with this. Uh, the line is at four and a half. But no, it was four. Before that, though, it was four and a half. Straight up though, Washington two and six. Detroit three and five. Excuse me. Washington football team is five and five straight up versus Detroit. So they're just splitting it down the middle. And with the spread, it's favored by the Lions five to four. Last nine. Last time these two teams met, Washington at home, four point underdogs does it sound familiar yes because we have another four-point game and detroit was favored in that one also this time on the road they lost that game straight up 19 to 16 
And we have another four-point spread. I mean, no wonder that line went down a little bit. The game before that, Detroit at home, one-point underdog. Won that game 20-17. to 17. The last two games have been decided by three points. It's going to come down to the kicker. And that's got to suck. At least it's being played on the turf. You got a chance. The game before that, Washington was at home, one-point underdog. Lost that game, 27-20. Game before that, Detroit at home, two-and-a-half-point dogs. Won that game, 37-25. Last four games, uh, three out of the last four games have been decided by the underdog. And if you want to throw the fifth game in there, that's four out of five. Where the underdog has covered. Not only covered, but won the game. Wow. The only times a favorite... Wait. No, no. Okay, Detroit has covered as a favorite. It was a one-point favorite. Yeah, underdog has done... Done a damn thing. And... The Redskins are underdog here. Better watch out if you like Detroit. And I hate... I hate Washington. I'm never putting money on that team ever. Again. But you can go ahead and do that. And you might get lucky this weekend. Because that's looking like the right move. It's already gone down from four and a half to four. If it goes down to three, you better... Wow. It's looking like a money line winner right there. It should, this should be a very close game. I don't like either team. Uh, moving on. Cleveland versus Houston. Cleveland at home. The Browns, three and a half point favorites, moved up from two and a half. Ninety-two percent of the public, they're all on the Browns, and that's scary. That's too many. We talked about this last week. Go back last week. Who was ninety-some percent, and what happened in that game? I see the line three and a half everywhere. Okay, some places it's three. Why? The Texans are garbage. The coach is trash. The defense sucks. No. That's not cool. I mean, 92% of the public? Goodness. On the season, Texans 2 and 6 straight up. Browns 5 and 3. I'm all over the Browns in this one. ATS, Texans 1-7. Browns 3-5. Last 10 games, the Texans are 7-3 versus the Browns. Straight up. What? And they're 7-3 against the spread. Dang. The last time these two teams met in Houston, Texans, 5.5 point favorites. Blew them out. Not a, Well, NFL, that's a blowout. 29-13. Easy cover. The game before that, Houston at home again. Seven-point favorites, 33-17. This Houston team is totally different now, and so are the Browns. The last five, Houston has won straight up. And covered, either underdog or favorite. 
last five games versus the Browns. That's history. Last time Cleveland Cleveland covered, that's a new one, Cleveland covered, the Browns were three and a half point underdogs. Won that game 27 to 17. Here goes that number again, three and a half. At that time, Cleveland was the underdog. Wow. Houston is absolutely, like, dominating this series. But we know the Browns have not been that great. So, the Texans should have. I mean, the Browns just got good. They're they're pretty good this year. You know? But last year, they were horrible. And the year before that, they were like 8-8. They are pretty good. I couldn't... I... Wow, I couldn't even trust this one. I can't trust the Texans at all. Uh Uh-uh. It's either Browns or nothing. I don't care. I see the history. It's a different year. Same with that 49ers Saints game. History says one thing, but this might be a different year. Let's move on. Green Bay Packers at home versus Jacksonville Jaguars. Give me Green Bay. Green Bay's 13 and a half point favorite opened and now it's at 13. It went down half a point. So what? Still like Green Bay. I'm trying to think of a reason not to like Green Bay here. I want to dig a little deeper, but my device is tripping. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back. Get this thing up and running. Let's go, cheeseheads. It's going down this Sunday. Jaguars traveling all the way to Wisconsin to face Green Bay and the Packers. Coming all the way from Florida, sunny Florida, to cold and unhospitable Green Bay, Wisconsin. And it shows 50 cent, 50%, no, 56% of the public on Jacksonville. Why? Because they've been a good dog. They've been a very good dog past two years. We like good dogs. Some places it's down to 12 and a half. Some places it's 13. So that's not cool if you like the favorite. And I like the favorite. And those numbers right there, that says underdog. When I see these sports books can't agree on a number, yeah, it's fishy. So let's see on the season. Jacksonville, it's called the Jags. One and seven, straight up. Packs, Packers are six and two. Yeah, six and two, straight up and six and two against the spread. So if they're winning the game, they're usually covering the spread. Jacksonville is three and five on the season. That's mostly as an underdog, if I'm not mistaken. Not cool. Packers 4-2 on that money line. Last six games versus the Jags. So I guess they've only met six times. Jags are 5-1 against the spread. Last six versus Green Bay. And you better take note of that one. 
that what matters that's what that's where the money comes in so let's dig a little deeper the last time these two teams met jacksonville at home six point underdogs lost that game 27 to 23 wow that was a September 11th game. I'm sure that was opening week. And I hate six-point spreads. When it's right at the six, not six and a half, I don't like six and a half either. Leery of six-point spreads, especially on the road. Especially on the road. I remember a few weeks back, Green Bay at home versus Minnesota, right? Or were they were they on the road? And Green Bay was like a six-point favorite in that game. Six and a half, six-point favorite. And the line went down to six, and everybody was on Green Bay. I was on Green Bay. Vikings came out and smashed. That's just my story on why I don't like six-point favorites. And let's try to find that game right here. Here it is. That game got bet down to five and a half, Green Bay, a couple of weeks back, and they lost. Green Bay's been covering these six-point these six favorites as a six-point fave. September 20th this year, they were six-and-a-half-point favorites on the road to Detroit, won that game 42-21. to Five-point five favorite on the road at Atlanta, won that 30-16. to these guys are covering on the road, man. Now they're at home. How about last week? They were six-point favorites on a Thursday night game to San Francisco. That number went down for some crazy reason. And we looked at the history, and people were looking at history. And football showed up. Football said, no, history doesn't matter today. Because Green Bay was a way better team. They won that game 34-17. to Why can't that happen with the Saints this weekend? with San Francisco. Now it's the same situation. Green Bay hadn't beaten Cisco in a while. I mean, they were getting pumped by the 49ers before that 34-17 to beatdown by the Pack. And so here we are again. The Pack on the road, favored to Jacksonville. And Jacksonville has not had the greatest season. No, they haven't. So let's take a look at Jacksonville's last couple of games. You know, just a refresher. I'm sure you already know. You've been watching. Okay, Jacksonville faced Houston last week. Six and a half point underdogs. Lost that game by two points, 27 to 25. Told you, Houston is garbage. Garbage. And now they got to face the Browns? That's garbage that they gave 25 points up to Jacksonville. A team that's struggling. Okay. Game before that, Jacksonville puts 29 points up on them Chargers. I remember that game. The Chargers were down by 10 at one point, like 29 to 19 or something. And came back and won that game 39 to 29. So if your team has a quarterback and some nice receivers, they're gonna put points up. 
game before that, uh, Jacksonville gave up 34 points to Detroit. That was on the road. They were three-point dogs. They 34 to 16. So what's that? Like 17 or 18 point uh, loss? Why couldn't that happen again here with Green Bay? Wow. Let's see, let's see, let's see. This is the first time all season uh, the Jags are a double-digit underdog. Getting double digits. Does Green Bay, do they want to cover this? Uh, Do they? So far this year, they've been playing hard every game. And let's see, last time these two teams met, Jacksonville, yeah, that September 11th. 9-11 9-11 game, 27-23. Game before that, October 28th, Green Bay at home, 15-point underdogs? This has to be a typo. This has to be. No way Green Bay is a 15-point underdog at home to Jacksonville, October 28th. I don't know, a couple years ago. Green Bay won that game 24-15. Game before that. Jaguars at home, two and a half point underdogs, won that game 20 to 16. Jacksonville's been competitive versus Green Bay, especially when getting a lot of points. Especially. Do we believe in Jacksonville? Well, the public does. 50, 56%. That's the, that's the majority. On that underdog. And that line has gone down. So yeah, buyer beware. Let's keep it moving. We got the Eagles. Philadelphia on the road. At the Giants. Giants at home. And they're underdogs. Uh Uh-oh. I remember when these two teams met a little while back. Giants showed up and ruined that party. Giants a home dog. 62% of the public on the Eagles as three and a half point favorites. Eagles three and four straight up. Giants two and seven, but six and three versus the spread. That is amazing. Because the Eagles are only three and five against the spread. Eagles are nine and one last 10 versus New York straight up. Domination. That's what that is. Giants are 6-4 against the spread, though. Last 10. Last time these two teams met, October 23rd. Philadelphia, 5-point favorite. At home. Won the game 22-21. Are you serious? That was only a 1-point game. And they're getting how many this time? At home, they're getting 3.5. Giants might mess around and win this game. Let's see. Game before that, Giants at home. Four-point dogs, similar. Lost that game, 34-17. This is not that game. Game before that, Philadelphia at home. Nine-point favorites. Won that game 23-17. The game before that, Philly at home. Five-point favorites. Again, another close one. 25-22, Philly. Giants getting that money. Except when the line is low. So four, so one to four points 
And Phillies showed up and taking taking that money. Just like here, Giants at home, one and a half point underdogs. Lost that game 34 to, to 13. 34-13. Eagles. One point favorites. And that was one, two, three, four, five, six games ago. So it's probably three years. Three years ago. It's a long time in this game. And these teams have been through a lot. And the Giants have been showing up week after week. Looking to get that win. I'm not betting against the Giants here. History has showed that, yeah, Philly can, you know, do it on the road. They've done it. They they were four-point favorites last year on the road and won 34-17. And before that, they smashed, though. This year, they're not smashing. Sixty-two percent of the public are on the Eagles. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sold. I'm not sold on the Eagles this year at all. Uh Uh-uh. I'll go with the Giants at home. I'll take that three and a half. Yeah. Hell yeah. Let's go back to just let's let me go back to this history real quick. Let's take a gander. Yeah, Phillies won like every single freaking game. Damn. They almost lost that last one. Giants been looking tough. Giants been looking tough. Eagles have dominated though. Last 10 games, like straight up, Eagles have won that game. No wonder public likes them. I don't. I think they're going to lose. All right, next up. Well, not next up. We'll be we're going to be right back. I'm thirsty. Yeah. All right. Tampa Bay on the road at Carolina. Carolina almost upsetting the Super Bowl champs now at home. Versus Tampa Bay coming off that ass beating to the Saints. The line has dropped from six and a half to five and a half. Carolina has been covering this year as an underdog. Last week was no joke. They lost McCaffrey though, again, last week. Dang it. 53% of the public all over the Bucks. And that line's bouncing around. Five, five and a half. Not cool if you like the favorite. Tampa. Six and three on the year. Four and five. Against spread. Carolina. Three and six. Straight up. Five and four. Against spread. Last ten games. Five and five. Split. Along with the spread. So we're looking at coin flips right here. We're flipping coins today. I want to get your quarter out. Flip flip it. Last time these two teams met, Buccaneers at home, eight-point favorites. Won that game 31-17, September 20th. I'm pretty sure that was this year. I could be wrong. Game before that, Tampa at home, two-point dogs. 
lost that game to Carolina 37 to 26. Game before that, Carolina at home, six and a half point favorites, lost 20 to 14. Game before that, Tampa at home, three and a half point favorites, underdog, excuse me, won that game anyway, 24 to 17. Okay. The last two games have been decided by the favorite. Two games before that, decided by the underdog. Two games before that, split. Okay. Okay, where are we at? Let's see. I'm trying to see if I can... Is there a pattern anywhere? Yeah, Tampa has one back-to-back. Oh, one of them was a playoff game, though. Okay. There are two playoff games in here. A January 3rd and a January 1st. Okay, so somewhere along the way, there was an October 11th game with Carolina and Tampa. And then after that, there was a January 1st game. That's obviously a playoff game. And Tampa was at home, three-point favorites, and won by one single point. And a game before that, I'm, I'm assuming it's the same year, Carolina at home, October 11th, lost the game to Tampa Bay, 17-14. And when they met again, it was 17 to 16. So that was the only time Tampa won back-to-back meetings. So at least they've done it before and they have a chance to do it again. But it didn't look easy. It doesn't look easy at all for Tampa versus Carolina. Public is on Tampa. I'm on Carolina. I'll take those five points. Definitely. Yeah. 31-17 last time they played, though. What's changed since then? That is the question. Well, Tampa not looking that great on offense anymore. That's changed. Uh, Carolina, not sure. Not sure at all, but I'm sure Carolina can is going to come to play. Yeah, Tampa's won back-to-back. Yeah. Uh, not really in the same season unless there's been a playoff game. I say Carolina gets that revenge. And 53% of the public are unaware of that. We got Carolina this week. Yeah, we got reverse line movement too. That number's gone down and 53% are on Tampa. So yeah, we're on Carolina. We're taking we want those five points. Those points are important. Next up, Broncos, Raiders, rivalry game. NF no, excuse me. AFC West. Rivals meet in Vegas. And the Raiders are favored by five and a half. And it's up from four. Why? This is a rivalry. This is a rivalry matchup. Make no mistake about. The records do not even matter in this game right here. Records, how well the teams are playing, none of that matters. And the fact that the Broncos are getting all these points, we got to dig a little deeper. 52% of the public on the Broncos. So am I. Broncos, 3-5 and five straight up. Raiders, 5-3. and three. Who cares? Does not matter here. But both teams are 5-3 and three against the spread. The Raiders are 7-3 and three against the spread. 
versus the Broncos. But they're only 5-5 five and five straight up. It's a coin flip game. So who won the last one? Broncos. So I guess that means the Raiders should win this one. Last time these two teams met, December 29th. That's late in the season. Broncos favored by four at home. Won the game by one point. Game before that, September 10th. I'm assuming the same year. Raiders at home. Three-point dogs. Won the game. 24-16. How about the game before that? Raiders at home. One half point underdogs won the game 24 to 14. This time they're the favorite at home. When Denver was a favorite at home, the Raiders would cover both times in the last five years. Raiders at home here, one year eyes. Uh, let's see, November 26th. I don't know the year. Uh, Raiders at home, four-point favorites. Won that game 21-14. to 14. It looks like when Vegas has favored the Raiders, they actually showed up. A little bit. Showed it. Yeah. Yeah. It's too many points. I don't see the Raiders ever being favored by this many points in the last, like, 10 games. Okay, here it is. Uh, Six-point favorites on the road. Won that game 15-12. to 12. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, man. It's a rivalry. It's a rivalry. It's a lot of points. Dang it. Y'all better be careful with this one. Because I think the Raiders got lucky last week. It's kind of hard to get lucky back-to-back weeks. They better be they better be on top of their game. I know the Broncos are coming to play. Don't even have to worry. I'm worried that this number moved up from minus four to five and a half. I think people are out there jumping on the bandwagon. I think they're guessing. Broncos are not that bad at all. Next up, we got Buffalo versus Zona. Zona at home coming off an upset loss to Miami. Now they play the Buffalo Bills who lead that division where where Miami plays. And Buffalo is the underdog. Two and a half point dogs. I hate this game. No way. No. You're not doing this. No, we do not like two and a half point spreads. And that's what the Cardinals are this week. They're two and a half point favorites to Buffalo. And 70% of the public all over the Bills. Bills are seven and two straight up. Zona five and three. Bills four and five against the spread. Zona five and three. Bills four and one. Last five on the money line versus the Cardinals. And they're 4-1 against the spread versus the Cardinals. Even more reason to love the Bills this weekend. Just based on that alone. The fact that we don't like the number. And the underdog has has owned this matchup. Those are two ingredients you want to look for. Who cares about what happened last game? I don't. I care about those numbers. So let's dig a little deeper. 
the last time these two teams played bills at home four and a half point underdogs won that game 33 to 18. i don't know if this game was last year or not but dang bills were at home game before that uh zona at home five point dogs bill still came in and won that game 19 to 16. Uh, uh, uh. Let's see, let's see. Uh, uh. Unless Arizona's gonna just blow these guys out the water, I mean, no, 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 no. I can't back them. I can't back them. I cannot. Mm mm. I'm on the bills. <coughs> Excuse me. 70% of the public on the bills. And I have no idea why I'm coughing. Not scared. A little concerned. Okay. Next game. The Dolphins at home versus the Chargers. Whoa. Dolphins are favored. They opened as one and a half point favorites to the Chargers. Now they're two and a half point favorites. The Dolphins are. Oh my. 53% of the public on the Chargers. I got the Dolphins. I got the Dolphins all the way. I don't care about the Chargers one bit. Not on the road, not going across country, all the way to the East Coast to play this game. And the Dolphins are slight favorites at home. And they've been playing nice. Chargers are inconsistent. And they might be out of their element. Let's see. The Chargers are 2-6 straight up. Miami is 5-3 this year, people. And they're 6-2 versus the spread. Which is better than the Chargers 5-3 versus the spread. The Dolphins are 6-4. Last 10 on the money line versus the Chargers. And 6-4 against the spread versus the Chargers. The last time these two teams met, Miami at home. 14 and a half point underdogs lost that game 30 to 10 ouch that was september 29th i don't know what year here's another september game chargers at home three and a half point favorites lost that game 19 to 17 and a game before that charges at home again Four and a half point favorites lost that game 31 to 24. The last three games have been won by the road team. Yeah, but one of those road teams was a big double digit favorite, so they should have won. The other road teams were Miami underdogs. Let's see, let's see. One year, Miami was favored by three points at home against the Chargers and won that game 37-0. I'm telling you guys, the Dolphins' defense has been playing pretty nice the whole season. Gave Seattle all they can handle. Beat the Cardinals. Beat the 49ers. And now they got the Chargers. And the Chargers, these guys will find a way to lose this game. If they find a way to lose this game, they're not going to cover. They're not covering that two and a half. I don't like that number, but open that one and a half. I don't like that number either. 
This looks like a setup. This looks like a trap game. If it's a trap, that means the public would be all over Miami, and they're not. They're on the Chargers. So it's not, the, it's not that much of a trap. It's not a trap at all. It is what it is, and it's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. A very small favorite at home, and this team is playing well. And I like their coach a lot better than the Chargers head coach. Got Brian Flores. <laughs> Brian Flores, head coach of Miami, against... Anthony Lynn, head coach of the Chargers. Both men are non-white, which is very cool. And they're coaching against each other. I think Miami has a better coach. And, wow, we got two young guns, too. Tua versus Herbert. The Alabama quarterback at home versus the Pac-12 quarterback from Oregon. See what happens. I got the Dolphins. I am not going to look the other way here. I have no reason to respect the Chargers, but the public does. And I have to take notice of that. They're not always right. <laughs> this time they're wrong. I said it. Okay. Next up we got... Uh, we got to take a break. That's what we got. We'll be back. Let's talk about the Seahawks game. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. What's up, Woody? What's cracking? We're still talking football. We got some more matchups. We got the Seahawks with DK Metcalf on the road at the Rams. The Rams trying to bounce back. And they opened up as one-point favorites. We hate that number. It is now up to one and a half. We hate that even more. We hate this. That's Vegas trying to tell us, yeah, this number went up a half a point. So, obviously, that the Rams are going to win in cover, bruh. What if you're wrong? 98% of the public think that number is wrong. Because 98% of the public are all over the Seahawks. And so am I. 98%. Dang. I think Vegas knows that for some reason. For some reason, I'm pretty sure Vegas knew that was going to happen. I think the Seahawks are coming off a loss. They want to get right. They don't have any defense. This line suggests a competitive matchup. Number 55. The over-under is at 55. Could go over. I've seen that number go over like all season. Except for maybe one. Let's dig a little deeper. Straight up, Seattle is 6-2. And, and the Seahawks are 5-3 against the spread. Straight up, the Rams are 5-3 and 4-4 and four and four against the spread. The Rams are 7-3 on the money line, last 10. And 6-4 and against the spread, last 10, versus the Seahawks. The last time these two teams met, a one-and-a-half point favorite. The Rams were at home. It was December 9th. The Rams won that game 28-12. So the Seahawks didn't play any defense that game. 
and their offense got shut down by the Rams. Game before that, Seahawks at home, one and a half point spread. Again, are you serious? This time the underdog cover, the Rams, 30 to 29. Final score, Seahawks won that game 30 to 29. It was only a one point win. Awesome. Well, how about the game before that? Rams at home, nine and a half point favorites. Won that game 36 to 31. So besides the last meeting meeting that should have been a lot more competitive, that total was at 47. That's nowhere near 55. Game before that, it was 48, and that went over. Game before that, 51, and that went over, 36-31. How about the game before that? The total was at 50. It went 33-31. Seattle lost that game as seven and a half point underdogs. Wow. Yeah, Rams have been doing it versus the Hawks. Hawks have like one win in the last five games, and that was at home. Now they're on the road. And just like the public, I'm thinking Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf are the bomb, and you're not going to beat them. You're not beating this team. No. You're not beating this team twice, even even though they have done so. Yeah. They went three in a row versus these guys. They've done that twice. This could be the start of a new run. How do you bet against the Rams here? All they got to do is play Ram football and win this game. And that's money. That's money. (laughs) 98% of the public, though. Okay, there have been three games, four games on here with one to two point spreads. We'll start all the way at the bottom. The first time I see a two point spread, the Rams were at home. October 8th, they lost that game, 16 to 10. The very next game, it looks like the same season. Seahawks, one point underdogs at home, lost that game. 42-7. 42-7. Game. So, next year. Moving on. No, no one point. Okay, so this was last year. Last year, both games. One and a half point spreads. Let's start with the first one last year. Seattle at home. Only one by one. No money. After that, the Rams at home. Got that money. As a one and a half point favorite. Rams have covered twice already as one point favorites. One at home and on the road. Except for that one where they're two point favorites at home and lost. Huh. It's a coin flip. This game's a total coin flip. I can make a case for both teams winning this game. I do know that Seattle's going to put up points here. This game's in L.A. Weather's not too bad. It's a little windy. Not too bad. It's not raining or anything. Let's see. Let's just take a look. Let's see what Seattle's done this year. Let's see. 
opening opening day they put up 38 next game they put up 35 third game 38 points fourth game 31 points fifth game 27 versus a nice minnesota defense oh my goodness i remember that game you guys remember that game stupid kicker stupid coach stupid coach seahawks should have lost that game and they're not putting up 27 either they should have lost that game they should have lost that game next game after that they play zona they put up 34 again but zona puts up 37 they face cisco a team with a nice defense put up 37 last week versus buffalo they came out slow they were down 14 nothing first quarter they didn't score any points the first quarter and they end up putting 34 points up on the bull on the bulls on the buffalo bills bills are bull though you look at it they're bull they show up sometimes wait till they have to play a good team like new england what a fool ain't nobody shutting down seattle now with dk metcalf they're putting up 30 something points Rams are going to have to follow suit. Rams are going to have to put up some points. And Seattle's defense is giving it up every week. It don't matter. You're If you're if you're playing Seattle, you're putting up 20-some points. Even the 49ers put up 27. I don't even think they had Garoppolo that game. I like the total here. I think the total is a play. The over is the play here. And that number tells me it should be a competitive matchup. Yeah, that one point. That one and a half points. I'm taking it over. I'm not even taking a side here. Forget that. I hate that number. I have to make a pick anyway? I'm taking Seattle. I'm not betting against these guys all season. No. I'm on the Seahawks this week. Win the game and the over. Uh, Let's see. Baltimore, New England. A Sunday night matchup. Yeah. I like this. Ravens going to Foxborough. Can you dig it? Lamar Jackson and company. Yeah, they're bringing their game to the big house in New England. To face Bill Belichick and his boys, the Patriots. 79% 79% of the public all over this minus seven here. Sunday night game. Let's dig a little deeper. Ravens 6-2 on the season, 4-3 against the spread. Patriots 3-5 on the season, 3-5 against the spread. Patriots are 6-4 the last 10 versus the Ravens. Dang. Patriots are 5-5 five five though against the spread. This time they're the under they're the underdog. And the Ravens, last time they met, the Ravens at home, three-point dogs, won that game 37-20. to Last year, do you remember? I do. Laughed the whole game. That was a laugher. And now, but now, time has passed. And Belichick has had time to prepare a game plan. But guess what? The Patriots have injury issues all over the place on defense. They've had guys who were key contributors not even show up this season. Didn't even want to play. 
they got to put together a 53-man roster just to play this Ravens team. This Ravens team, I think, is a little pissed. I think New England is getting blown out this week. And this better be a blowout because I'm calling it right here, right now. This better not be no close game where Cam Newton has a chance to win at the end again. This better not be that game. So the game before that blowout, New England was at home. And they were six and a half point favorites. They won that game 30 to 23. Game before that, New England at home again, seven point favorites. Won that game 35-31. So the last three games, uh, Ravens putting up points. Ravens got a nice defense. Cam might be in trouble this week. He was having trouble versus the Jets for three quarters. Until the Jets figured out they were the Jets. <laughs> they play like that on Mon- they play like that Monday night game this Sunday. They're getting blown out. This team will not hesitate at all. They'll blow you out. They'll come to your house. Whoever's listening, they will come. The Ravens will come to your house and blow you out. Wherever you are. You get your best 11 guys and the Ravens will bring theirs. Get all the tough guys on your block and tell the Ravens to show up. Lamar Jackson's going to show up and kick your butt. It's a blowout. No, it's a blowout. That's the only game I like this whole... No, it's not the only game. I like that Miami Dolphins game a lot. A lot. I like the Broncos this weekend, too. Still like Carolina. There's a lot of games on here I like, but as far as favorites... Wow, that's a road favorite too. Vegas put them at minus seven. Dog, you got to be nervous. If you like the Pats, Cam has to play like the game of his life just to cover this number. Those defensive linemen are going to be all over Cam. He has no weapons. Oh my goodness. All right, moving on. Monday night. I've gotten this pick wrong. Well, not wrong. I kind of told you guys last Monday, I don't like putting big numbers on sorry teams. So I gave you a hint not to take the Patriots this Monday. Monday before that, I gave you another hint not to take uh, Tampa Bay. When I told you Tampa Bay had never won on the road at the Giants and the Giants almost won that game. They only lost by two. Now it's a 10 point spread. So although my picks might be wrong, I'm kind of in the area. I'm not going to tell you exactly who to play because it's Wednesday and we're talking about a Monday night game. So let's get it. We got the Vikings on the road at the Bears. And Chicago's a three-point underdog. But it opened up at Chicago as a one-and-a-half-point favorite. That automatically lets you know no. You say no to that. When you see that one-and-a-half-point favorite, you say no. Unless it's the Rams versus Seattle. Then you put some money on it. We already saw the Vikings beat the mess out of the Packers. And now they got to deal with the Bears and the Bears are at home where they're dangerous. A little bit. Yeah, Nick Foles might show up. Or he might not. Because Minnesota Vikings do have a nice defense. Yes, sir. And they have a stunning running game. 
with two awesome running backs led by Dalvin Cook, the homeboy out of Florida State. With that gangster speed, you ain't catching him. So, I see the Vikings. Some places, they're three-point favorites. Some places, two and a half. On the season, Vikes, three and five straight up. Bears, five and four. So, the team with the better record is the underdog. I've said this many times. That's an automatic. You automatically take the team with the better record as an underdog. And this team is a home dog. And this is the NFL. And the Bears are 5 and 4 against the spread and Minnesota is 5 and 3, so that's impressive also. The Bears are 5 and 5 last 10 on the money line. This is a coin flip game. That's why that number opened up at 1 and a half. It's a coin flip. Everything about this game is coin flip. You think you know, you don't unless you flip that coin. Then you have an idea. The last time these two teams met, Minnesota was at home. December 29th, I'm sure it was last year. Four-point underdogs. The Vikings lost that game only by two points. It was 21-19. Bears won. The game before that, Chicago at home, two-point favorites. Won that game 16-6. This game opened up at Chicago as one-and-a-half-point favorites. That's pretty much two. Chicago's won the last three matchups. The last four decided by Chicago. Chicago winning. They were an underdog by five points on the road at Minnesota and won that game 24 to 10 a couple of seasons ago. The last time Minnesota won, they were 12 and a half point favorites at home. Won that game 23 to 12. They barely covered that barely so Chicago's dominated the last five and I mean dominated I mean win they won the game and Minnesota's barely covered as a favorite and it's barely so if you're on Minnesota you're in trouble history says so it's a three-point line Minnesota on the road has there, ever been, has there ever been a three-point spread with Minnesota on the road? The answer is yes. They were on the road maybe three seasons ago, maybe four. Three-and-a-half-point favorites and won that game 20-17. to 17. You might want to buy the hook. Yep, might want to buy the hook. Just might. And that was one of the few times Minnesota has won on the road versus Chicago. I mean, this list, long time ago, long time ago, probably five seasons ago, five or six, Minnesota on the road, November 1st, at Chicago, won that game 23 to 20. They're two-point faves. There you go, y'all. Minnesota wins this game. It's going to be close. So you buy that hook. You take that three and a half. Yeah, buy the hook. That's what it means. You buy the number up from three to three and a half. And you sit down and chill, but 58% of the public already on the Bears at this number right here. Because they know. I'm the only one that didn't know. And that's your Monday night matchup. Oh, we didn't go over the total for the Monday night matchup. That's right. We did not do that. Let's look at that right now. I don't like Chicago's offense. 
20 to 17. That's why I keep thinking 23 to 20. This total was at 44. It's down from 45 to 44. That's what I'm talking about. 23 to 20. That's 43. I just did math. Thank you very much. And yo, big shout out to Armenia. Help Armenia. Save Armenia. I am out. Later. Later.